Hello, seedlings, and welcome to this episode of Be Like a Tree. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly, trauma-informed psychologist and tree lover. Today, we'll be talking about community and how we can learn about community from trees and forests and nature. And our invited guest is Marcia Madison. So to start off with, Marcia, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I am a psychotherapist. I am a podcaster. I host a podcast called Black People Don't Do Therapy. And I, in the past, have worked with Dr. Kelly, and I'm here to talk about community. I'm a lot of other things, but we can go on for ages, can't you, when you introduce yourself? And I don't want to big myself up too much or put myself down too much. So, yeah, that's it. Mm. And I would say, big yourself up, big yourself up. It's okay. (laughs) And I feel really pleased to have met you. And I think that's part of our story in terms of thinking about community and connection. You know, we met within a community setting, working at a charity. Yeah. One of the reasons why I love working there is because of that sense of community. I think that's a a really important and valid thing because community can be so many different things, can't it? It's really important to me, community, in many, many different ways. The, the environment where we met at Manchester Rape Crisis, you know, felt like family, you know, because we were all doing a similar work for a, for a similar goal. So to me, that is a type of community. You know, I live in a community, you know, that has got, it's, it's quite diverse, the community that I live in. You know, I like the fact that I live in a community that's diverse. That's really important to me in terms of ethnicities within that community. And as a black woman, I it's important for me to live amongst people who share some similarity in values. It's important for me to be able to have an understanding about the foods we eat, the certain parts of our culture that we celebrate and for me to not feel that um, I'm living amongst people that, that, you know, don't have knowledge of that or don't have any curiosity of that. So I live in a community with black, black, brown, white people, you know, and, it, and it's, a, it's quite an old community in Manchester, you know, and, and you can buy foods from all over the world, which is again, really important that I am able to buy and cook foods that, I know from my childhood, you know, so Caribbean foods. Um, so mm. there's, there's those sort of communities as well. Yeah. And I think you're highlighting something that's really important that is also modeled to us from trees and kind of forest life and nature is that community doesn't necessarily mean sameness. And it's something about how within a forest, within that sort of population, you get Mm. so many range of species and beings all working together. And so we cherish the difference, but we also have our like sameness. And when you're describing your sense of community and where you live, that's the sense I get that shared humanity, but that cherishing of all the different parts of your life. Yeah. 
and I'd never really thought of it like that so it's interesting when you when you sort of like put it next to how how trees are which is not you know how I would normally think but it's absolutely true isn't it you know there's so many species so many species of people and it and it shows that we can live amongst each other you know we just need to have our space you know and and I guess because I love to garden so I I'm in my I'm in outside spaces a lot it's part of what keeps me sane you know and I look at you know the root systems of some of the plants that I have and some need to have a certain space some I can plant next to each other really closely some I can plant next to each other for a very short amount of time and then I need to move them to something else because then the 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 first one I planted then starts to grow and it needs that room so it can't be crowded mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's a really lovely analogy, you know, and it and it plays out, doesn't it? It does. It's our ecosystems and the different ways it changes. And it feels really important to acknowledge that as humans and as beings, I'll say actually, is that sometimes yeah. we're going to need different things at different times and more space to grow, more space to be. It's something about like if I stick to my kind of symbolism of the tree, they're kind of rooted. So they don't have that privilege of being able to move sometimes, you know. They yeah, have- but then, Kelly, what do they do when they, okay, yeah, they don't have that privilege, do they? But if you, you know, if you plant something there and you put two things and one's got massive roots and it needs more space, sadly, that little one's going to be compromised because it can't be there you know, so the other one really, really needs to branch out. So it can't be moved. So unfortunately, it's the big one's going to take the goodness from the little one. Yeah, you know, because it needs to thrive, it needs to survive. And maybe that's what we do in communities, we are able to be next to people. But when like you said, we need to give people space. And sometimes when somebody needs to thrive, or somebody needs a little bit more attention, than somebody else we need to give them that space in a community so it's about you know give and take really mm-hmm. and and that's what it is living with somebody who's different who's similar all those different things understanding yeah I think it's about understanding and exchange and sharing mm-hmm. you know it's the exchange of uh goods values being space air whatever it is of that constant give and take. And Mm. I know in my work with people, it's been that ability to be able to exchange, to be altruistic, to be able to share with others is a big part of their their healing journey of knowing that they're a part of something bigger Mm. than themselves. Has that been something you've noticed? Yeah, I'm a tiny block on the landscape you know this is how I see myself and I see myself as part of you know around connectivity and I think that's that's what communities do don't they we we to have any sort of unity amongst others we we, we take our place don't we I kind of see myself as as a part of it you know only a part a piece um and I can't do it alone and I'm not here alone and I can't um, I can survive alone, but I can thrive 
with the support of other people in the community. And I was thinking then if we if we kind of go back to I mean, you you grew up in the Caribbean, but I didn't. So I'm sort of thinking of the values that I grew up with was very much like that. It's very community. And I think we hear a lot the black community, don't we? Mm -hmm. Because that's how we refer to ourselves, the black community. And it means different things to different people. But for me, being part of the black community is that you have a knowledge that you are part of big something bigger than yourself, you know, way bigger. And it goes to ancestral, you know, we put with these little pieces that people have been there before us. We give thanks for that when we are able to be in a space with other people that, you know, are part of our community, we can acknowledge them. Um, and there's a there's something there in that acknowledgement and that understanding, whether it's a nod of the head or shaking someone's hand or saying, hi, how are you doing? Or, you know, standing next to somebody and just smiling, however it is. For me, it's that connectivity that I'm part of something that I'll stand beside you because you're part of it too. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense because sometimes I can kind of get a little bit lost in kind of formulating things. But um, yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's way bigger than me. I'm I'm just a little bit doing my doing my bit. Yeah. I heard you talk about the transmission of values almost. Yeah. The, as being part of your your family community, your family story, your heritage, learning about things that are beyond you. And yeah. kind of that acknowledgement of how the people beyond us, before us, shaped us, kind of our ancestral histories. Yeah, and community. It's, it's strong, isn't it? And I think that's why it's so strong, Kelly, in the Black community, you know, because it's been fractured, hasn't it? You know, so when we look for a sense of community, we need it as Black people, you know, because it's been difficult for us to be able to gain that because our sense of community was pulled apart. So we can't look at I don't know, we can't go to the centre of, of, our, of our cities and look through um, archives and find who our people are. We can't do that. It's not afforded to us. So we have to create, we have to work a little bit harder to find that connectivity. Um, so I think that's why as well community is so important to us is because it's important to everybody. But when you don't have it, and when it's been taken away from you and it's something that you've grown up talking about community, community, we need to, we need to kind of like have, I don't know, we need to find something. It's almost like something, I, this is how I get it, how I hear it. It's almost like people have said there's something missing when I was younger. I don't think there is anything missing, but I think they've said something is missing. So it's been, they've been trying to find it, find it, find it. My parents have been trying to do that. So you grow up as part of the black community going, yeah, we need to keep this going. And I think because everybody's had that, that thought process, I've grown thinking, yeah, it's really important. It's really important. And I think that's how the black community stays strong. Yeah, because our histories have been erased and changed yeah. and taken, yeah. then the need to, in the here and now, preserve to connect with each other, to pass down what we do know 
feels more significant in a way. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And maybe sometimes we don't even know why. We we know that history, but maybe like uh, at the core, you know, it's a feeling. We you know something that is is so kind of integral to us that we don't even know why. We just know that we need to. Yeah, and actually that. It's making me think of myself and something I've been thinking a lot about and kind of learning more about my family's heritage and that mm. community and maybe going to Trinidad to visit my dad's part of uh, where he grew up and kind of thinking more about that missing part of the story in terms of the migration to from Trinidad to Bermuda, but then also in my mom's family, thinking more about her maternal side and on the island and what it meant. And so it feels like I really, I get what you're saying in that, in that it's a, a need to know yourself in a different way. Yeah. And I never thought something was missing, but it's more mm. a deepening for me. Yeah. It's a good way to, to think about it. Yeah. It is a deepening, isn't it? It's, it's food for the soul. Mm-hmm. it's it's uh yeah these are your roots your foundation mm-hmm. and and you I don't know if you know but um I have also been looking at my history and you know I do talk about it on my podcast you know and I've and I got the results of my answer I did African ancestry and I got the results of my maternal line so I know which tribe oh, wow yeah, I've I've been it's been very important to me for a long time. So I found out my tribe where we came from, you know. And when I heard that, Kelly, this uh I don't know, there's almost like a calm, a settling and a deepening. Cause I because I I I know so I have knowledge of something so then I can give thanks because now I know and it's so important it's such a feeling it's, it's so hard to put into words I think you did just put it to words and you know I can see and no one else can see you but I can see you smiling and moving and really <laughs> connecting in your body as you say it it's the finding that part of you and mm. knowing that you belong to a tribe so you know community tribe whatever word we want to call it for me it's the same yeah yeah it's the same it's the same it's your belongings it's your yeah it's where you originated from it's the start of your journey people that have gone before you and it's like when we think about kind of trees and nature you know most Mm -hmm. trees they actually thrive when they're living closer together and so it's like uh, yeah Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> when you're planting seedlings, they encourage you to put two of the same next to each other so they can share and learn and grow. And so just like trees, even though we can't see it, we're never alone. That's oh. what it feels like you're saying is that, you know, we might not have uh, a written narrative memories of the things that happened to us and where we came from, but we're not alone in that. And we came from somewhere. Yeah, we came from somewhere. We came from somewhere amazing, you know. And when you when you make that connection with where you came from, it's almost like, you know, your ancestors are saying, Yeah, she got there. Yeah, now you see us. We've been here all the time. Mm-hmm. But now you can see us. Mm-hmm. It's strong. And I think it was really helpful what you just said in terms of 
we've been here all the time. Because I think that's the part that us humans tend to forget about is the fact that we, we didn't just show up one day. We all have lineage. We all have heritage. We all grew up in a tribe. Yeah. Just like the trees, thousands of years old, right? Some trees, mm-hmm. they've been standing so long, so majestic, just minding their own business, but keeping us going, right? Through the ecosystem, through osmosis or whatever. So, yeah, they're doing their thing and supporting us. All the time. And I guess it's making me think about your podcast, the work you've been doing, Black People Don't Do Therapy. And Mm. I guess I was wondering about how you identified that need, because for me, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Marcy is out there building community Mm. in a more established way. It's, It's a little bit like my my therapy, even though I'm saying Black people don't do therapy. I've always felt that I've got a lot to say, you know, and I've got, and I really love, you know, not that I don't love anybody else, but I'm, 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 I am pro-black, you know, I'm pro everybody else, but I think we've, we've been dealt a bit of, you know, a bit of a raw deal sometimes. And I'm thinking, how do we, again, come together with an understanding and we hear somebody speaking that we can relate to we share a lot of similarities we we can celebrate things in life because we have an understanding we've celebrated those in our home as well with those drinks that we have at Christmas or those trips from you know relatives coming over to the Caribbean or those stories of being on holiday and feeling a little bit disempowered because you there's two black faces there or maybe you're the only one and it's it's all those things that have been, you know, with me throughout my life that I find it difficult to write down. If I could write a book, I would do that. But as you know, I'm dyslexic. I can't do that. I find it really, really difficult to do that sort of thing. So I thought, what do I have? I have my voice, you know, and I just, I don't know if people want to listen to it or not. I hope they do. And I sort of go, you know what, we can we can share some histories here and we can create a community where hopefully it gets to a point where people will have a voice to speak to me because I want to interview people on my podcast. Not necessarily professionals, don't don't want them to be professionals. I want people to, you know, get in touch with me when the website's built. I want them to get in touch with me and be interviewed by me, regular people with experiences that are similar to mine, different to mine. We can build a community. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lovely thing, you know. Why not? Why can't we have a voice? It's good to talk, as Bob Hoskins said. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that that is fantastic, and it's really um, inspiring to hear your vision Mm -hmm. for it, and it's quite motivating. And I guess it that's why I wanted you for this episode because it feels like this sense of community is in every aspect of you and you know thinking about you being able to use your voice traditionally that's how we told stories right that's how we keep our traditions alive exactly and you know what way back when one of my ancestors may have been one of those people who was like the narrator the storyteller I I know there's something in there I don't and and it so saddens me that I can't find that exact information 
But my family have got a lot of people that, that like to talk. We like to tell stories. My dad is an amazing storyteller. He's funny. My mom was so funny, you know. So I've grown up with this. You know, we'd all sit around on the floor and chill and parents would tell stories and I'd hear stories about Jamaica and I'd hear these stories about like traditional uh, folklore, these Anansi stories that I grew up listening to around the Caribbean. And I just think, you know what? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we did, right? I can't sing. So... <laughs> I do sing, but I can't sing. So, and I know that's another thing that we did. We we told these stories, didn't we, through Calypso or I think it's called Mento, is it? That was before Calypso. So those types of music where we went from place to place and we told the news through song. We've always mm-hmm. done it. Always done it and always we'll always it. do it. So what do you feel like you get from community? Gosh, I get a sense of being I get a sense of peace I get a sense of belonging I get a sense of joy I get a sense of companionship I get stillness yeah I get a lot Mm. I get a lot it's a big piece of me you know I've got my son and his partner visiting at the moment and we were having dinner last night and they were saying that they played this game somewhere where they went for dinner they played this game and it's about uh, the lottery. If you won the lottery, what two things would you do now? The first thing you have to do is um, you do something purely for yourself. And the second thing is uh, what would you do to make the world a better place? Okay. And they asked me what I would do. And what I would do for, I'm not going to say about make the world a better place because that's but the one that is relevant is the what I do for myself. And I said, I would buy um, a house somewhere I'd love to buy a house in Ibiza right so if anybody wants to buy me a house in Ibiza come forward I would love to do, I would love to do that I would love like a a finca in the hills in Ibiza somewhere really beautiful right but I worry about the footprint so maybe I'd have to have it in the UK so I'd buy a house and this house would be for whoever wanted to go there you know, that I knew it wouldn't be about money. So it wouldn't be like, you know, I wouldn't charge you to stay there. I would just like, I'd keep like an honesty box there. And you just put, I don't know, 30 quid or something in there to to keep it going, you know, just to maybe pay for a little bit of electricity, some, some wood for the, for the burner or whatever it is that, that you can contribute. You would just use that. And, and yeah, it'd be a place to, for people to gather, you know, and for people to go and, and and have some peace, have some downtime, tap into themselves, you know, tune out of the world. And they said, but that's for other people. And I said, nah, that's for me, because I get joy out of seeing people in those situations. Mm. So that's, that's it. That's it. So it, again, it's that the sense of like being in community is not just for others, it's for ourselves, it's for our well-being, it's for our health, it's, it's yeah. to keep us going. And, you know, yeah. just like nature, just like the tree, it's about that sharing, that exchange, and that feeling of togetherness. You know, you can never be alone if you're walking in trees, you're always with others. So we're nearly coming to the end. So we're going to leave it off with this final question Ooh, okay. get ready <laughs> i'm nervous 
nothing to be nervous about. Just <laughs> let's take a breath. Let's take a moment. Okay. 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 When you're ready, I want you to you know, bring up that memory, that image of the last time you saw a tree, one that spoke to you. One that spoke to me. I see trees every day. Okay. I saw a tree this morning. I attempt to run, okay, twice a week. On a Monday and on a Friday morning, I drag myself and literally drag myself out of bed and meet a friend of mine at eight o'clock in the morning. Kills me, but I do it. Okay. Okay. So I want you to think of that tree this morning, yeah? Yep. If it had some words of wisdom to leave with us today, what would it say? It said you're doing okay, you know? It's, yeah, it's uh, sometimes you could, life can be a little bit up and down, roller coaster, but you know what? You're healthy. Your kids are good. You got some good people in your life, some good friends, and you know what it is to love and be loved. You're good. There you go. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even going to add to that. (laughs) So thank you, Marcia, for speaking to us today. You're welcome. Listeners, check out Marcia's podcast. So Lots of Kelly's on it this week, by the way. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. And just so you know, uh, stand tall, stand rooted, breathe, be like a tree. We'll see you next time. Because you're free. To be alone.